Hey there, We Can't Wrestle Podcast listeners. If you haven't noticed, we have switched our server to Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get started. Highly recommended by me and everybody else here at the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to the latest edition of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Nate Maxson, your host, here with you. Episode 145 of the We Can't Wrestle podcast here. And, of course, I am joined by my brother, Aaron. Hello. 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 We are... Mrs. Doubtfire, I love that movie. It was a run by fruiting. Um, <laughs> when he's doing the, yeah, when he do, when he's doing the job interview, or the, he's like, "I'm a hot dog," <laughs> or when he's when he's doing all the calls to her to try to fake her out with the babysitter thing, and he calls, he's like, "I am job." <laughs> uh, God, I miss that man. Anyway. Welcome to the latest edition of the show, everybody. And this week we are continuing our dream rosters, but this time around, a new twist. We've done 93, 89, 98. Aaron this week is going to present us with a modern day dream roster, which I will also be doing one as well, and so will Archie. So, that being said, we'll get into that in just a moment. But a first, but a first, I'm, I'm going to tell you. Let me tell you. I'm <laughs> October 2nd, 2021, just a couple of weeks away, we will be in Fort Wayne, Indiana. The We Can't Wrestle podcast will be at the Heroes and Legends wrestling event. I'm very much looking forward to this coming out, seeing the peoples. And also, these are really good events. Aaron and I have been to quite a few of them, and uh, it's always a good show. Um, It's well run, well produced. Yes, plenty of vendors. It's a lot of actually the indie talent that wrestles there. He's got a lot of good indie talent that wrestles there. And always you get to see the legends wrestle too. So let's see Rikishi, the headbangers, Gangrel, Samu, Kevin Thorne, Elijah Burke, um, Greg Valentine, Scott Steiner, Tommy Dreamer, James Storm, Chris Adonis, Matt Seidel, JTG, Cliff Compton. The guy that was Domino, he and Cherry will be there. Yeah. Uh, Eva Lee's, let's see, Charlie Haas, Kevin Sullivan, uh, Missy Hyatt, Juventud Guerrera, Super Crazy. You know how much I like Super Crazy. Yeah. Al Snow, who, by the way, just saved a kid's life. Yeah, good for him. Our, our home area boy, Mr. Al Snow from Lima, Ohio. Um, the Boogeyman will be there. The boogeyman. He was fun last time we were there. I like. I like the boogeyman. People. He was good with. He was like fucking with the kids. It was funny. Yeah, 
and of course the queen of extreme francine so there you go uh the headbangers are actually going to wrestle as is gangrel uh jtg <laughs> jtg versus pineapple pete is one of the um chris masters is going to wrestle um Let's see here. Who else? Juventud Guerrera and Super Crazy are going to be in the HLW Cruiserweight Championship match in a triple threat with Cody Lee. And the HLW champion, Anthony Totelli, will be defending against Elijah Burke. So you can see some of the legends and the stars wrestle as well at the show. Come out and also, of course, see the We Can't Wrestle podcast. We will be recording, doing some live segments on Facebook. I will be selling eight by ten autographed pictures of uh, jumping Joey Mags. <laughs> they're not actually signed by Joey Mags. They're they're just signed by me. <laughs> All right. Well, that being said, also real quick, if you haven't yet, join our Facebook group. Join the conversation. It's always fun. The We Can't Wrestle Podcast Facebook group, and of course, reliving the extreme. And last but not least, and then we'll get into the show, check out WrestleNet Radio. It is available 24-7, 365 Wrestling Talk. It is available in the Google Play App Store. Just search for WrestleNet Radio. And I actually made the link that you can uh, use in at, on an Apple phone in your Safari browser easier than the long-ass thing it was. Now you just go to www.tinyurl.com backslash WrestleNet radio so there you go there's everything we got going on it's a lot but we enjoy it <sighs> so what are you going to do first your dream rosters or you said you had something else up your sleeve too there uh, we'll just do this little game it's called wwf or wcw okay okay and i just wrote down six um acts whatever you want to call them because there it's not all singles guys that probably have equal time for the most part, in both companies, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And you're going to tell me if you think of them as a WCW guy or a WWF guy. Okay. All right. And and, and 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 WCW it means like NWA, WCW. Like, I don't want to get into that. Right. Something. Don't get into the minutia. <laughs> yeah. Turner. Or, uh, you can do Atlanta, New York, however you want to do it. Okay? Right. Um. First name, Sid Vicious. And don't just go by the name. I always think we Sid in the de- Just Sid <laughs> in mm-hmm. general. My, my wrestling, inner wrestling fan thinks of him as a WCW guy. So do I. Yeah. I mean, he, he was, I think he got, I think he got more, what do I want to say? I think he actually his character got treated better in the WWF, but and that's because Vince knows how to book a big man. But I, I still think when I think of Sid, I think of like Sid in the in the WCW, in the Horsemen, in the Skyscrapers. Um, yeah, and 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 he's the guy like that's when I think about um, when I thought WCW was the the coolest. Was in like that glue era, and yeah. he's one of those guys. Like he's like he's the guy that I think about when I'm thinking about WCW. I think of, like oh the Steiner brothers and their cool singlets, Luger in his blue trunks, Sting, Sid, 
You, you know what I mean? Brian mm-hmm. Pullman. Those are like the guys that I think of. And like, you think of you think of Sid in the singlet, not in the yeah. the like the, the Hogan tights or whatever. Yeah. yeah, like that's the WCW I think about, and Sid's a big part of that in my opinion. So mm-hmm. I agree with you on that one. Uh, the next one is, and there's only six of these, so it won't be that long. The next one is Jeff Jarrett. Is Jeff Jarrett a WCW guy or a WWF guy? I think of Jarrett as a WWF guy. Me too. Because so I think of correct. I think of J E double F J A double R E double T Jeff yep. Jarrett, and you know I mean I know he got he got a he got a better push in WCW because of Vince Russo. But yeah, I definitely think of that Jeff Jarrett, that '95 through '97 Jeff Jarrett, you know. Yeah. And he, right. the funny thing, the funny thing about it is the lasting, the lasting images of the, the. This proves the gimmick was good because he actually spent more time in WCW overall than he did in the WWF. I think. You know, when you think, because in WWF he was there. Well, maybe not, because he came in '93 till about '96. Then he came back in 97 to 99. Yeah, so he was in WWF a little longer. Yeah, and then he went to WCW, and they were out of business in 2001. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, to me, Jarrett's a WWF guy. Um, he definitely looked out of place in WCW in 96 and 97 when yeah, he was there. That was lame. He never fit in. <laughs> he never fit in. And he had that music that, like, yeah. <laughs> if you're not going to be Jeff Jarrett, if you're not going to be Double J Jeff Jarrett, don't wear that outfit and don't have that. Right. Outfit. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next one, um, because there's two tag teams, so I kind of want to mm-hmm. space it out a little bit. Um, so we'll do one more singles guy, and then one of the tag teams. Ray Mysterio. WWF or WCW? That one's tough. Um, I know which one it is for me. I'm just curious what you think. I think. I think. To be honest, for me, it's probably WWE. I'm the same way, and I, I know WWE. I know what you're saying, but you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Like, yeah, just to get all crazy, but yeah, he's more of a Vince guy to me because I think he was treated. Uh, he was. How do I want to say it? He was respected and treated properly by the WWE, WWE, WCW. I think the only time, I think the only time that WWE mishandled him, ironically, was his first world title reign. They put the title on him because Eddie passed. And then they just made him look like a schlub the whole time. Like, and the problem was they decided to put him in the ring with people like Mark Henry and Great Kali. And obviously Vince McMahon's going to have Great Kali crush crush him like a grape, you know. Yeah. But other than that, you're right. I mean, he's a he's a smaller guy. I look at him kind of like AJ. He's a smaller guy that Vince has always treated surprisingly well. <laughs> yeah. Never, never really made. Other than that, that first title reign back in like '06, that he's never made him look like a schlub. He's always treated him like a, a main event talent, you know. And I just, yeah, I definitely think of Ray more as a WWE guy. Me too. 
the next one I think we're going to be on the same boat with as well. Um, it's, it's a tag team. It's uh, Hawk and Animal. NWA, WCW. Me too. I think no it's, doubt. there's no, no doubt. doubt. <laughs> it's just, <clears throat> they, I don't want to say they sucked in the WWF. And they're always like, oh, WWF treated them like shit. WWF cleaned them up. That's the only thing they did wrong with them. They did, and and a lot. Of, you you listen back and, and think about things. And this is no disrespect to those guys because they were, especially Animal, um, they were they were a great attraction. And I'm not trying to disrespect them or their legacies or their lives, but you also hear stories looking back now about how also by the time they came to the WWF. Hawk was struggling with his shit, you know, yeah. and and somebody like that isn't going to obviously Vince isn't going to put his full weight behind them, and yeah, that, like you said, also the WWF cleaned them up. They didn't they didn't have the they were just another tag team with the tag teams instead of being this menacing force, yeah. you know. Just WCW, they were badasses. And in WWE, they were just, they were there and it was mm-hmm. what it was. Um, like, it didn't help. And I, I don't want to say it didn't help. Like, when they first got there, they were just like glad handing with the Heart Foundation and stuff like that. Like, it shouldn't be that they're bad guys, but they don't want to be friends with anybody. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So that's, I think that's what hurt them. Um, this one, I think, is an easy one, too. And we're probably going to agree on it. Paul Orndorff. Maybe not, because you're more you, you you're pretty polarizing with your Paul Orndorff Hogan run. But I no, I I yeah. Go ahead. I just say when I think of Paul Orndorff, I think of Paul Orndorff in WCW. I think of Paul Orndorff in the WWF. So I think of, I think of I think of Mister Wonderful from '85 to '87, and. The you know all the stuff with WrestleMania one and like you said everybody knows I love the Hulk Hogan Paul Orndorff feud and why won't he pick up the phone and <laughs> I mean he just <laughs> and his turn on Hogan is fucking fantastic oh yeah and I'm not put on it or anything like that it is great I just I just think of Paul Orndorff as the WCW guy and part mm-hmm. of it has probably has to has to do with age you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Oh, and he was great in WCW. I mean, even though I knew all that stuff and watched all that stuff, but as a kid, I'm like, I thought of Paul Orndorff more as WCW. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he had great matches with Steamboat, and it's like he had a feud with Cactus Jack that shouldn't have been a, like, that. Shouldn't have been a like that. Shouldn't have worked. Like Paul right. Orndorff versus Cactus <laughs> Jack, it shouldn't be a good match. But then it was fucking phenomenal. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like yeah. these two should not do good together. It worked. Uh, another thing I agree with Brian last on that I've heard him mention a few times is wouldn't it have been so much better instead of the Black Scorpion if it would have been Sting and Paul Orndorff? Yeah, because they were the, the dudes with attitudes, you know, and. And there's that clash of the champions where Orndorff walks out kind of on Sting and, and doesn't look back or whatever. And then they just never did anything with it. And they went on to that stupid Black Scorpion story. And I, I, I whenever Brian Last has, has mentioned that, I've always been like, yeah, that would have been so much better have Sting feud with Orndorff. Yeah. 
or at least said the black scorpion be Orndorff. But mm-hmm. anyway, <laughs> um, the last two guys is a is pretty much a tag team, but they've also had individual careers. It's uh, Hall and Nash. WWF. Think of them as WWF. Yes. Uh, okay. All right. Let me go back. It's gonna sound crazy. I have to be. I guess I have to be kind of split on this one. When I think of Scott Hall, I immediately think of Razor Ramon. Yeah. Because I love Razor Ramon. So I guess Scott Hall. I think of W. WF, and even though he was the world champion for W for Kevin Nash, I think of of WCW because hit Big Sexy stands out in my mind more than Big Daddy Cool Diesel. So I guess I have to I have to play I have to cheat and say I got to split them up because I, I I think I think it's Razor Ramon and then I think of Big Sexy Kevin Nash first. So. All right. I think of them as WCW guys, but that's also maybe I maybe I would jaded myself because I didn't think of the gimmick. You know what I mean? I just thought of yeah. Paul and Nash. So yeah. If I would have thought of Razor Ramon, I probably would have thought WWF. But that's all right. Still a know. fun exercise. I, was say, I don't know if that was stupid or not, but I thought it no. was. Thought about it on my lunch break today. Yeah, it's funny because you you did that and I was thinking about like maybe the next episode or something doing that thing I used to do back in the early days of the show where I pick the best gimmick, you know, and find a guy, find a few guys that had quite a few different gimmicks and what was their best gimmick. We might play that game again sometime soon. I like that one. Okay. So is it roster time? It's roster time. And like I said, folks, this time around, Aaron has decided to make a roster of modern wrestlers, which I am very interested to hear this, since you are quite the, uh, I don't want to say critic. You're not, you're not particularly fond of modern product wrestling. So I'll be interested to see who stands out to you to be on your roster. And I want to, I want to preface that by saying that I am not, not a fan of the wrestlers, the wrestlers. I'm not a fan of the product. That they're putting mm-hmm. out there. The wrestlers are perfectly fine. The wrestlers, like the wrestlers now, they're some of the best athletes out there. Like they're, I don't want to say ten times the athletes that were in the past, but they are. I mean, mm-hmm. and any professional wrestler that's the age of like Steve Austin or somebody is going to tell you that. But yes. the 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 shit they're given is what the problem is. Um, mm-hmm. I forgot to write something down, some kind of filler bustering or whatever you want to call it. Did you um, do Did you do 10 faces, 10 heels, 5 tag teams like you did your other roster? Of course. Alright. How, how you build a wrestling company? I play that, that fucking game that we play. Which you should download Wrestling Empire, by the way. It's super fun. I do that on that game. I want to ask you, if you haven't played uh, 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 Wrestling Revolution, folks, play it. Is there a way to turn the controls off on Wrestling Empire so that it just controls itself? Yeah, you do. it's got a booking career. And it doesn't make you have to control the wrestler? No, it works oh, just okay. like the other game. Okay. 
Because I don't like to control the wrestler. I just like to see the result. It looks exactly like Booking Revolution, except there's different. There, there's it, it's more integral to some of this stuff. Like they'll tell you that your roster isn't your roster doesn't have a lot enough strength depth. So you got to like bring up the strength of your wrestler. You you travel all throughout the the the, the earth. You travel all throughout the globe, like to different regions. And mm-hmm. say you pick say you pick Mexico. Let's say, say you pick Super Lucha or whatever. You can branch out a little ways away from Mexico. And say you go over to like England or something. Mm-hmm. If you do a show over there and it's shit, they'll be like the English crowd don't like you. Like like they're like you did you did bad, but then like say you do really good, they'll be like, oh, the -hmm. English fan the English fans are digging Super Lucha, they might like it even more than uh, Empire Pro Wrestling, and like (laughs) when like if you go into a new territory, like I took I took Super Lucha, I'm I'm running Super Lucha as Gorilla Monsoon, Mm -hmm. and (laughs) he's built Super Lucha up to being like the third top fucking show in the, on, on the top 10 things and he's going all over like South America and shit in Mexico with this super lucha that we're just running it <laughs> but um, we're kind of starting to get into a, the United States and we went into like part of the United States and this was apparently Stephanie McMahon's territory because when we showed up at the arena like I hadn't I hadn't seen this until yesterday because I've been just kind of chilling in Mexico or in South South like like this, like South America and shit like that, and Argentina. But I went in. I went in there, and they were like, "Oh, you're in, you're in New York or whatever." So I go in, and all of a sudden, like Stephanie McMahon's character's got like Road Dog, and like X Pac with her, and she's like, "The Southwest region of, of the United States is our territory. You, want to, <laughs> you better fight us." So then, Gorilla Monsoon. Randy Orton with an eye patch and Rey Mysterio <laughs> fighting Stephanie McMahon, Road Dog and X Pac, and we kicked the shit out of them. And then we're like, we'll run arenas wherever we want to run arenas. It's funny. It's fantastic. Randy Orton with an eye patch. <laughs> I don't know how he got the eye patch either because I signed him away from. Uh, I signed him away from Stronghold or whatever that's the mm-hmm. whatever that Stronghold Wrestling is or whatever. I signed him away from that. And I was like, "Why has he got an eye patch?" <laughs> what happened, Randy? <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty goddamn fun. Like it, it it's got how do I want to say it? it? It's it's more of a story episodic mm-hmm. type thing. It's like, like it's it's it's, a, it's fun. I would, yeah, I downloaded. I downloaded download, download it. I just haven't. Uh, you just gotta make sure you pick, pick cooking career, and not wrestling career. It's got both of them. Yeah, that's All right. fine. All right. Sorry about that. But anyway, um, I just oh, I got sidetracked. Got one thing to write down, and then I'm promise I'll, I'm done. Dickering. We're gonna find out who is part of Aaron Elite Wrestling. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't want that guy in that spot. <laughs> I just forgot to write one thing now. It's, it's going to throw me off if I don't do it. All right. Okay. The first thing is um, I've got this company. Okay. 
and I've named it Pro Wrestling Grand Prix. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to actually do something that every other company has tried to say they're going to do, but they never do. We're actually going to put wrestling back into wrestling. Um, got this promotion, and I realize that I have money. I'm a wrestling fan, but I am not a wrestler, or nor should I pre- pretend to know the inner workings and how to deal with wrestlers. So I'm hiring as my booker, uh, a man that I think right now is probably one of the best wrestling bookers out there. And that man is Aaron Stevens. Okay. But Aaron Stevens is being hired under the, under the knowledge that he's not going to be on TV. He's not going to be working in front, like in the ring and doing all this, that, and the other thing. He is simply booking and helping me with talent. That's his job. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be like Aaron Stevens is booking himself in these matches. So I'm offering him money to come in and not book him, not enough, book himself. Yeah. I was going to say enough money to not book himself in the, yes. in the, yeah, not be dusty yeah. roads. Yes. Um, <coughs> now the other important thing is, um, who's going to be introducing my wrestlers. And that person will be Justin Roberts. Okay. Okay. Um, my backstage interviewer is Kyle Durden. And my announced team is Joe Galley and Matt Stryker. So All right. that is who is presenting my product. Um, I will have a heavyweight champion, obviously, a tag team champion, and a television champion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll let you pick. Do you want tag teams, heels, or faces first? Faces. Faces. Okay. Um, I'll go through my top four. Well, okay. I'm going to ask you some more questions. Do you want it? The, cause on each side, the heels and the faces, the numbers one through four are my Great eight, and then the other ones are kind of interchangeable. So, yeah, tell me, do you want it from the bottom to the top, or the top to the bottom? I like to work from the opening match to the main event. All right. So, like I said, until we get to the fourth from the top, these guys are all kind of somewhat interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Um, first baby face that I'm going to sign is Flip Gordon. All right. Young. He's an indie prospect, but he's not like, I would say like, oh, super indie guy or whatever. Like people are going to like lose their shit for him right away and probably bitch if I do something they don't like about it. He's just somebody that like a puppy with big paws or whatever. I don't know how, I don't even know how long he's been wrestling. I just, I think he would be a good guy to start as like a underneath good looking baby face. He's also, he's also very exciting to watch, but not a spot monkey. Yeah, if that makes sense. Like he, he's very good at. He's very, and it's not the. It's not. He's obviously not the same. He, he's obviously more, more, more. He's obviously quicker and a different style than this guy. But ring psychology wise, I almost look at him as as like Owen Hart. Owen Hart always knew when to do the high spot. 
but also not to do too many of them, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And I think you're going to see somewhat of a trend as I go through this roster. Um, and you know me as a, you've known me my entire life. So you know what kind of wrestling I like, you know what kind of style I like. And that's what I'm trying to implement with my Grand Prix wrestling here. Um, mm-hmm. Next guy is a guy that um, honestly doesn't get enough credit for. Um, how do I want to say? It? I don't want to say reinventing himself, but um, just getting so much better than he was when he first came. Which he's never bad, and he was always entertaining. But I'm just saying, I'll just say it. Um, the next guy on my list is JTG. Okay. He um, he is. You're right. He grew. He. What do I want to say? You can see we and and. and with this being modern product, not only like you know, with with somebody like say, uh, let's say Paul Orndorff. Now, hindsight twenty twenty, you and I could go back and watch Paul Orndorff in his infancy in Georgia and blah 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 blah, blah and see him. But literally, as a wrestler, because we've watched him in our real in real time in our lives, progress as a performer. I see what you're saying about JTG. He. He is he has grown from what go ahead and elaborate. You know I think you know what I'm trying to say, but he went from being a comedy gimmick and he could have honestly just kept doing that gimmick. Yeah. His entire that's the, career. Yeah, I was gonna say because that's the kind of stuff now if he wrestles in the indie scene and whatever, you know, they, the guys do that all the time. But he chose to go the other way and become a actual I, w- I, I don't want to say actual wrestler. He decided to go the other way, and instead of going the easy route and just playing off what you got when you got into the dub- what you got from the WWE, he decided to go the other way and say, "Okay, I'm gonna put in the work and mm-hmm. become a wrestler." You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to compare him to this guy, but um, he did like a reverse Coco Beware. <laughs> <laughs> like Coco Beware was like working his ass off before he got to the WWF. And I'm not even saying that I didn't like Coco in the WWF, but he got fat, right. he got lazy. And then for yeah. the rest of his career, he just flaunted that fucking bird and didn't do jack shit. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? But yep. JTG was like, you know what? No, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to start working like these guys and bust my ass, get in the best shape of my career and not be a gimmick. And I think he's I think he's great. Me too. Me too. Like I like him more now than I did when he was in Crime Time. Mm-hmm. So. I absolutely agree. I actually, um, when they were Crime Time, I was a bigger fan of Shad. When they turned Shad on JTG and had him go heel, I had big expectations for Shad because I was really actually a big fan of his. I liked him too. And I just don't think he liked. I, I think I don't think he liked wrestling as much as, right? Whatever you know what I mean. But like, JTG, yeah, I definitely agree. JTG has grown leaps and bounds as a performer. I'm not saying Shad didn't like wrestling. What I want to say is I think Shad looked more at wrestling as a an as, avenue to get somewhere else. Yes. Yeah, to like be an actor. Will, this will or, get me. This will get me noticed by people and move on to something else. Mm-hmm. I think he did. 
in my and I'm not knocking him. I'm not knocking the guy for it or anything like that. I'm just that's just what I think. Yeah, and and I didn't want to get off the beaten path. I just thought he had he had a great style and a great look to be a killer heel. And like you said, obviously he just didn't have the he didn't have the passion for it. So that's probably why it didn't work out. To be right. honest. Um, next dude on my list is Nakamura. Oh yeah. <laughs> you want Nakamura? If you can sign anybody in the current landscape of wrestling, why wouldn't you want Nakamura on your show? Absolutely, one of the best wrestlers in the world for the past decade. Um, people, lo- he has a charisma unlike, unlike any. I think, to be honest with you, he has the a charisma unlike any wrestler of the past at least fifteen years. Um. Yeah. You know, he doesn't even have to speak English or good English. People don't give a shit. His promos are still over. <laughs> and I know I know you aren't a fan, but I would pick up Rick Boogs with him too because I like Rick Boogs. Fuck that noise. <laughs> Man, did you watch SummerSlam? Yes. Because also one of my, I'm sorry, but also one of my favorite things of the modern product is Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee is the fucking shit. That guy loves wrestling. You can tell. He's like the best color commentator in wrestling right now. And when, (laughs) did you watch him jamming on the table with when Rick Boog was playing? God damn it, it's so entertaining. No, I'm not saying he's not entertaining, and I'm not saying that entrance to it, but I don't want Boogs. All right, I'll just hire somebody else to play his guitar if I need to. But definitely Nakamura. He is always going to give you a fantastic match, and he's one of those guys that's versatile enough too, where you could throw him in a in a makeshift tag team with somebody. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's and and I did. That's why he's not in my grade eight. Mm-hmm. Because I want him to be able to be. I don't want him to go. Oh, he's the champ, and then I take it off of him. And now all of a sudden he's like teaming with Flip Gordon because he's going to take the young guy under, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's and, and there's a couple guys that are going to be in my, that aren't in my top four or top eight. That that's the reason why. Um, but Nakamura, he's, he's going to be, uh, I don't want to say my utility player, but he's going to be a guy that, that if I need him to be the champ, he can be the champ, but he doesn't need the belt. So he right. doesn't have to be in the grade eight. He doesn't mm-hmm. need the belt. He's Nakamura, for Christ's sakes. He's Japanese Jeff Hardy. He doesn't need the belt. <laughs> and he's so uh, – yes, exactly. He's so good. Let's say you have – you know, you said you're grade eight. Say one of your big main event guys goes down with a neck injury or something. He's going to be out for a year. Hey, let's just elevate Nakamura into the eight. Yeah. And nobody will even notice. Nope. And then they won't notice when he's not in it anymore either because they're just happy he's around. Mm-hmm. So anything else on Nakamura? No, sir. All right. Next guy on my list, and I'm just going to say this. This is going to be my um, inaugural TV champion is Cesaro. Good pull. Yes. Um... Cesaro is is an anomaly. 
<laughs> they're yeah. they're a guy that size <laughs> shouldn't be able to do what he does. And I know like um you say it's Adam Cole, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the best wrestler on the planet right now or whatever. Yeah, my my uh, personal favorite. And I don't I, I don't know who Archie would say because he's not here. Um I know Chad's um, partial to Cole as well, but he also likes punk. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, for in my opinion, that Cesaro is the best wrestler on the planet. And, and I and 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 because he he can do every goddamn thing <laughs> he needs somebody to do. He's Adam, also. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, and I'm not knocking Adam Cole, but Adam Cole cannot suplex somebody while he's <laughs> standing on the bottom rope, and the person's on the apron and suplex them into the ring. Right. He can't, <laughs> he can't spin anybody else on the planet around for 42 repetitions or, or revolutions or whatever. That dude is a goddamn freak. Mm-hmm. And that's why. That's that's when why. John Cena, when John, when when I'm sorry, he can't, I don't want to. No, it's all right. But like when when 2013 or 2012, John Cena goes, that dude is a freak. He's <laughs> the strongest person I know. It's like you're a freak, John. You know what but I mean? That, it's like I know I'm a freak, but that dude's freaky strong and freaky awesome. You know what I mean? Like, and he he has. He has literally been my biggest old Vince headache. I do not understand why old Vince cannot get a get behind Cesaro for a sustain. You would think that the Cesaro is everything Vince McMahon wants a wrestler to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's got a great he's got a great physique. He's got a great look. He's 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 built like a brick shit house. And on top of it. Okay, let's just say it. Let's let's. And I know this guy keeps coming up, but he was one of the greats. So fuck it. Cesaro is a modern day Paul Orndorff. If you look at modern wrestling, Cesaro is Paul Orndorff. Am I wrong? Are you just saying like off of looks? No, I'm saying like off of everything. He's got the look. He's got the ability. He does shit that people his size shouldn't be able to do. I mean, he's just yeah. overall. And he can talk. I, yeah, I don't get it. I do not get. I do not get old Vince with Cesaro because I there are two Vince McMahon's to me. There is Vince McMahon and there's old Vince, <laughs> and he's likable. Mm-hmm. But he can be a heel if he wanted to be. And people fucking love the guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it, but yes, good. And now pull that for I've got him, in, now that I've got him in wrestling Grand Prix. He can come out to fame. <laughs> Pay for the rights. Fame, yes. <laughs> the only guys that gets his own gets the music that he's getting to pay for. So he gets to come out to it. And everybody, everybody else gets the uh, "We Can't Wrestle" public domain music. <laughs> yeah. JTG, you will come out to pop go those goes the weasel. <laughs> 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 I don't know why Pop goes the weasel has popped into my head, but um, but yeah, Cesaro, and that's why I think he'd be like the best guy to make my TV champion. 
because I would treat the TV championship like a TV champion is supposed to be treated. And guess what? Defends it every week on TV. Right. I don't even let him go a fucking year and nobody can beat him for a year. And it's a 20 minute time limit television title. Treat it with yes. Um, like, Ar- like Arnie Anderson's TV. Yes. Channel. Yes. The next guy is Tommaso Ciampa. Good poll. <coughs> he, um, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, a, I watched that guy in, in Ring of Honor, and um, and actually, you just I think a great storyline for Champa. I think you and I may have even discussed this in the past. I, I may have brought it up to you. I guess you couldn't do it now if you're starting your wrestling promotion now. You couldn't do it because Champa's more of a grizzled veteran, I guess, or getting there. But early on, when when Ciampa came into WWE, we just talked about Cesaro. I always thought when he first came in, Cesaro being the mentor of Ciampa, and then they would have made a badass tag team. For some reason, those two guys just seemed like they would go together for me. Yeah. And but yeah, Ciampa's definitely a guy you want on your roster. He's badass. He's he's like a little fucking stick of dynamite. Yeah. And. For like the first four months, he's not gonna do anything. Like he's not gonna wrestle. He's not gonna talk. He's just gonna watch. He's just gonna watch. And then people are gonna be like, "What is this guy doing? Like, what is he watching?" Like, and then eventually, it would come down to two guys would be in the ring. He shows up, and who's he gonna side with? You know what I right. mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, those two guys are gonna be yet. We'll figure out where I need to pluck it in there. And the way you can decide is, say he comes out and watches, he can watch every single person on the roster. And who are the fans more intrigued when he's watching? You know what I mean? Like, oh, right. Okay. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, you get you get a little you get a little more of a pop when he comes out and watches Cesaro. Yeah. You know, like the crowd's like, oh, he's oh, looking is at he Cesaro. Gonna, is he gonna next Cesaro today? <laughs> You know, yeah. like, say he comes out and looks at JTG, and people are like, we don't give a fuck. <laughs> nobody, wa- nobody wants to see that shit. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I would do with him for a couple months. Um, kind of like WCW did with Raven. Yeah. Yeah. Only wouldn't speak. Right. Raven spoke, which is what Raven did best. But, yeah, Chama ain't going to speak. He's just going to stare. He's um, beard. Yeah. Um, so anything else on him? No, sir. All right. The next guy, before we get into the top four faces of my company, is a guy that, um, even though he's on the babyface side, he's just kind of um, kind of a tweener, kind of an anti-hero, and a guy that um, I know some people don't like and some people do. And I was a fan of him in the WWE, and I'm still a fan of him now, even though he has a um, somewhat of a garbage wrestling fetish. It's John Moxley. I want John Moxley in my company. You cannot. Moxley's one of those guys that, and you know what? Whatever with the garbage wrestling thing. Yes, I know he does it. Yes, I know he's done it. 
But I almost look at like a lot of people compare it. They they can they try to do the thing where they're like John Moxley's a modern day Steve Austin, and I don't shit on that because they're saying that. But I almost think of John Moxley more as a modern day McFoley. And the reason I say that is because, yes, he can do the garbage wrestling, and has. But he can also take said garbage wrestling and incorporate it into a match that doesn't look like garbage wrestling. If the, it, does that make sense? Yeah. Like John he Moxley, also, he can also not do it if he doesn't need to. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you mm-hmm. can be like John Moxley, you're not going to do garbage wrestling. Okay, he, then I'll just still, wrestle, and he'll still be entertaining as shit, and he'll still and, get and over. Over as fuck. Did it, he did it in the WWF. He did garbage mm-hmm. wrestling in the WWF. And um, am I saying that he would never garbage wrestle in my company? No, but he wouldn't. I mean, he wouldn't do it every week. Well, and and if you if it's done, definitely wouldn't be like a Nick Gage coming around. No, but and that's what I was going to say. If done properly, it's not always garbage wrestling. There is a difference between having a hardcore match, Randy Orton and Mick Foley. I know, and that's what I'm saying. Like. He can have a hardcore match, but we're not going to have the shit that you see in fucking game-changing wrestling, game-changer wrestling or fucking yeah. CCW. Keep that shit in the fucking CCW, buddy. <laughs> Keep it in the cesspool where it should be. Yeah, that shit ain't going to be on my TV. <laughs> you ain't putting Nick Gage on my fucking TV. Fucking Meth Michaels. That shit ain't going to happen. <laughs> But yeah, definitely Moxley should be on your. It should be on any. Excuse me, any modern day roster. And also, and he's still. Um, all right. So after Mister Moxley, who do you have next, babyface on your roster? All right. Now we're moving into my top four babyfaces. Um, first one of the grade eight is the Hangman himself, Adam Page. Very good pull. Yes. Um, he is over like Rover. He's he can be your everyman baby face. Yeah, yeah. He's also the thing that, um, like I said, I, don't, I didn't want this to be a complaining about modern product or anything like that. But he's the biggest um, botch of AEW booking wise. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, it's like I said, I don't, I don't hate everything. I it's just like, but I just, I try to find the good and the bad in both show, like both promotions and everything like that. But AEW, they kind of, kind of screwed the pooch with Adam Page, yeah. and now it's like too late to go back with him. Yeah. Now you got yeah. Daniel Bryan there. You got fucking Punk there. Owens is probably going to show up. Malachi Black. Malachi yeah. Black. And unfortunately, it's too hard to go back now with him. Mm-hmm. Maybe a couple of years from now, you might be able to do it. But right now, if you had Adam Page come out there now and try to do something, people wouldn't buy it. And and but yeah, he's definitely a good pull to be in your promotion because, like I said, you need the the audience connects with him. You know, like they like I said, every man the the audience is like, yeah, I drink beer too. I like cowboy shit too. You know, yeah. And, that's that's yeah. He's 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 definitely a a a, def, a definite want on a modern roster. Yes. All right. 
Next, the, the, the great eights are pretty easy. I shouldn't say easy, but there's not a lot to say, oh, well, why would you want that guy? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, the next guy is obviously somebody I want on my show, because why wouldn't you? It's AJ Styles. Yes, absolutely. Hello, AJ. <laughs> you're fantastic. You just do whatever you want to do. But at the start, you're coming in as a baby face, because they're going to cheer for you anyway. Mm-hmm. When you first come out, so um, and he can he can he can heal very easily for you if you need him to. Yes, you know. But coming in first year or so, he's a face because, like I said, they're gonna this this crowd is gonna go crazy for him anyway. So let's give him what they want. Face AJ for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And before Adam Cole came along, AJ was my favorite wrestler in the world, and he's still one of the greatest in the world. I would never say, oh, Adam Cole's my favorite, so AJ's not. You know, like I still I still am am happy to watch AJ Style wrestle any day of the week. Yes. All right. Next. And it's also funny it's also funny that AJ and Undertaker became a meme. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Even not even non wrestling people will use that meme. (laughs) That that image for a meme. You're trying to buy $20 $20 worth of gas. Nobody's <laughs> getting lotto tickets. Whatever. <laughs> when you're in line at the grocery store and someone pays with them, system paying with a check. <laughs> why do people still even do that? I don't know. I don't know why checks are still a thing. Uh, we give them back in my, in my business. I don't know about mm-hmm. you. We run yep. through the thing and then we give it back to you. Sure do. So, you know, <laughs> just do this with a card, right? It's the same thing. <laughs> Anyway, the next guy is Samoa Joe. He's um he's right up there with AJ as one of the best wrestlers of his generation and to have him on your roster at this point as a veteran to work with the younger guys and put them over as they work their way out, you know, in a couple of years. Yeah. And he is never, ever, ever gonna. And and Samoa Joe is also the perfect, the perfect storm because he's not only great in the ring, but he's great on the mic. Yeah. Like sometimes, sometimes AJ suffers. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes AJ suffers a little on the mic. I'm not shitting on his promos, but I'm just saying he's not. He's not an A plus promo. Samoa Joe for a good intense promo is an A plus too. So he's gonna give you everything you want in a in a in a big baby face or a heel. Yeah. I'd probably I the only the only thing I would dissent with you on is I'd probably use him as a heel. But other than that, I definitely want him on my roster. All right. Um and who's to say he ain't just gonna choke somebody out in the first month because they make him <laughs> mad and then he does become a heel. <laughs> right. But um the number one baby face in my entire company and he's getting the belt, he's winning it. However, Aaron Stevens decides to get it on to him. Is uh, Brian Danielson? Um, is is Daniel Bryan Brian Danielson? Sorry, I just, we've been saying Daniel what Bryan for what over a decade now. It's, I'm, gonna say, I'm gonna say the same thing I just said about the WCW, WWF. <laughs> call him whatever the fuck you want to call him. It's fine. Is he the Bret Hart of his generation? Close. Um, 
of his generation. Um, I would say yes, but I don't know. Because I I would like an agent. What I'm I'm asking, what I'm asking is, is like, do you consider Finn Balor and Daniel Bryan's generation? No, I kind of consider him the, I guess, the next generation. Because in a lot of ways, Finn Balor reminds me more of Bret Hart than Daniel Bryan does. That's Or Bryan Danielson, that's what I was asking. But yeah, mm-hmm. for his generation, yeah, he's Bret. Because he's the best guy on the show. I shouldn't say the best guy on the show. But he's never... He's never going to have a bad match. He can do face, heel, whatever you want him to do. Um, everybody tends to like him. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like well, the only person that didn't like Brett was Sean. Even the right. other click guy, even the other click guys like Brett. You know right. What I mean? <laughs> even they, like that's a lot of things that people don't think about. Like Diesel and like X Pac and Scott Hall, and they like Brett. Mm-hmm. They were just friends. They like Sean and Brett just didn't like each other. I mean, they were like. So I don't want to get off on some tangent thing or whatever, but yeah. And like I said, the people like him. You do whatever you want with him. Mm-hmm. He's going to do whatever you uh, – Brett would bitch, but he'd still go out there and end up doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like Daniel Bryan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have – but yeah, definitely he's going to be – that's a good pick for the first champ too, um, to be – to just you know your main events are going to be fantastic no matter who you put him in the ring with he's always going to give you a hundred percent he's going to have the maybe the best match if not one of the best matches on the card and people dig him and he's he's not a that's why I kind of also liken him to Brett because he's not a fantastic promo but he is believable believable yes yes so that is my face side. Um, so now we'll move into the heels. Um, unless you want me to do tag teams, which seems kind of weird. (laughs) No, you can do the heels now. (laughs) All right. Um, same preface over here until I get up to number four. Um, these guys are somewhat interchangeable. Uh, first guy on my list is Dolph Ziggler. Not gonna, he's not gonna disappoint. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't know that I'd put him on my roster, but it's a good pick. He's consistent. Yeah. He's, he's, he's got, I, my, I mean, I guess my biggest thing with Dolph Ziggler is I've never, ever, ever, ever been a fan of his promos. But in yeah. the ring, I can't argue with the fact that he's fantastic. Dolph Ziggler. Is on my roster for one particular reason. And I think every single professional wrestling promoter has done this. This guy is on my roster because I'm a huge fan of his. Mm-hmm. Like, um, if somebody's like, well, you got Dolph Ziggler on your show, like, because I like him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I don't care if you don't like him. I don't like him, and that's why he's around. <laughs> um, um, like uh, God, who was I just thinking of that? Uh, they said Vince was like that with. 
Oh, um, uh, Brian Adams, Crush. Like, he got all those chances and all those opportunities and shit because Vince just liked the guy. And mm-hmm. he liked having him around, and he was fun to have in the locker room, and Vince just liked Brian Adams. He liked watching him work and shit, so he just kept him around. You know, find something for Brian. That Dan, you know what I mean? Like, find yeah. something for Brian. We need to have Brian <laughs> And Taker was his buddy and shit like that. But that's, I mean, two totally different wrestlers. Right. But um, that's just, that's why I want Dolph on my show. Because I like him. And he's fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Dolph Ziggler have a bad match. Never. No. Ever. I've never seen, I, and I've never seen him do anything that was embarrassing or stupid or anything like that. He's just, mm-hmm. he's great. So that's why he's there. Um, anything else on him? Nope. Other than there's a reason <clears throat> that he's one of those guys that's been in the WWE for 15 years and Vince always tries to keep him. And whether he's high on the card or not, like we've discussed before, he's also one of the guys they give the bigger sal- biggest salary to to keep him. Yes. So I think you are like Vince McMahon, or I think Vince McMahon's like you. Something tells me Vince McMahon is also a fan of Dolph Ziggler. Yes. Somebody is. Somebody is. <laughs> um, the next guy on my list is a gimmick wrestler, but he's somebody that um, he's a modern product, like a super modern product guy right now that whenever he's on, he catches my interest. And even if he's in something silly, he's still the good part of it. And that is Dexter Loomis. I love that gimmick. The guy looks like a million bucks. Um, just to talk about our modern product thing, that stupid thing they just did on NXT where they went to like the go-karts and all that shit. He was like the only good thing about that. Yeah. You know I mean, like he was entertaining in that with all that shit going on around him. But I just, I love that gimmick. I love that character. Um, one of the things I think they missed the boat that we're talking about WWE talking about AEW missing the boat with um, Adam Page. WWE somewhat missed the boat with Dexter Loomis because he was the perfect wrestler for empty arenas. Yeah. Like and they they just missed it with him. I don't know if he got I don't know if he got hurt or what. But even if he would have been hurt, they still could have done great shit with him. And like I said, he looks he looks fantastic. It's a great gimmick. He does the gimmick perfectly. Mm-hmm. I, I I want Dexter Loomis. All right. <laughs> Anything on Dex? No. All right. Next guy is Miro. Really? Yes. Why would um, you Seth Miro? Whatever you want to call him. I I think he's one of those guys that you're probably a bigger fan of than I am. I, I I thought and think, and, and I, I get I, you should probably tell why first, or then before me shitting on it or not shitting on it, but saying why not for me. To me, he at some point I lost interest, and he had a shelf life, and it could have been the booking. But then I say, well, it might not have been the booking because I don't like him really that much in AEW either. So. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, again, I'm not crapping on, like we say, I'm not crapping on the man's he work. Hasn't been, but he hasn't booked that great in AEW either. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, I mean, he just he reached a shelf life with me. But this is your roster, so you go ahead and tell us why Miro is on your roster. Miro doesn't work when you make him completely comedy. Like Miro can be funny, like Rusev mm-hmm. Day and ah, like that and everything. But when he's in the ring, he's a badass. You know what I mean? Right. That's kind of where they got away from him. And that's where they hurt him. The WWF hurt him. WWE hurt him when they had him in that shit with Lashley. And AEW fucked him up when they first brought him in and put him with Kip and Penelope Ford and uh, Chuck Taylor and all that. That ruined him. And now they're trying to make him a monster again. But it's like, just make him a not monster to begin with. And you don't have right, to worry yeah. about trying to <laughs> It's really hard to put the genie back in the bottle. And like I said, that's why I wanted to throw that caveat in there was when you said his name, I made the poo-poo face. But then I also tried to go back in my brain and think about, okay, was it him that that made me think he had a shelf life? Or is it the way these companies have booked him? And 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 that's just again that goes back to wrestling being being everything in wrestling being a personal preference, you know. Yes. All right. Next guy, unless you got anything else, uh, Mr. Miro. Nope. Is Zach Saber Jr. Good pick. Yes. Very good pick. He's like um, he's like Flip Gordon, as we were discussing earlier, where. He can do any 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 high spot on the planet and do it beautifully, but he's going to pick his spot. He's not gonna his whole match isn't gonna be as, unless it's with Will Ospreay, because all Will Ospreay can do is fucking high spots. But in the in the general scheme of things, his match isn't gonna be a bunch of high spots. It's gonna be a bu- it's gonna be many well timed high spots. Yes. And um he can talk. Mm-hmm. He's still young, even though he's been wrestling forever. And I'm going to cheat and bring Taka in with him. I'm going to bring that act over. They're going to be together, and it's going to be fun. Taka, and, motherfucker. Yeah. And <laughs> One of the greatest names of all our shows ever. Yes. And it was because it was a real song. You didn't believe me. <laughs> it's really what he came out to. Taka motherfucker. <laughs> Japan's fucking awesome. <laughs> but I, I didn't, I didn't have anything else on Will. But yeah, you mean Zach? I bring in Will. <laughs> bring in Will Osprey. Will Osprey is fantastic, but I'm not bringing him in. Will Osprey. Will Osprey is a. Will Osprey is a fantastic ballet dancer. Yes, you're right. Well, like I said. <laughs> He doesn't fit the style that I want. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but a lot of these guys are hard-hitting, 25-minute match-having motherfuckers, and that's why I want them around. Um, the next guy on my list is Tom Latimer. I mean, that dude is, like I said before, if you draw me a wrestler, they're going to draw, draw you somebody that looks like Latimer. Mm-hmm. And he can talk, and he looks like a grown-ass man. He's got a grown-ass man voice, and he's a professional wrestler. Like, all professional wrestlers can kick my ass, okay? Don't get me wrong. But he looks like a guy. That you, like, if he would walk into a building, you're like, that guy could kick the shit. 
out of any person in this room. You know, like any person in this building could get their ass handed to them by that guy. Yes, and I that is I am in no way comparing these two wrestlers, but just to compound on what Aaron said, that's why one of the most convincing world champions of all time is Harley Race. Yes. Harley Race carried himself and looked like he could just beat the ever loving shit out of you if you came up to him in a bar. <laughs> like, I'm not going to walk up to that guy because he'll probably knock me out. <laughs> uh, yes, Tom is on my roster. Like I said, he's built like a fucking shit brick house and he can talk and he looks believable and honestly he's, he's not a terrible wrestler i mean he's right. he, he he wrestles the style that he's that a guy he looks that looks like him is supposed to wrestle mm-hmm. and i'm sure if he wanted to he could light it up even more but he know he he knows what okay this is the style that i look like so this is what i'm going to do and and It'll be a bit of a spoiler alert. Doesn't matter though. This guy, this guy that I'm about to mention, will be on my roster, and I'm just mentioning him because it alludes to what you just said. That's how I feel about Wardlow. I like Wardlow, and Wardlow wrestles. He 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 does very well wrestling for how he looks. You know. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we'll get we'll talk about him when I talk about my roster. But. Right, and that's what next week. Yes. All right. Um, so anything else on him? Nope. All right. Um, the next guy on my list is Robert Rude. Another good pull. You're never going to have a bad match. And you talk about your heels and your baby face sides. I'm already thinking about Robert Rude versus AJ, Robert Rude versus Samoa Joe, you know, um, Robert Rude versus Adam Page. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it, um, and he's like right at the crest. He's he's kind of like a guy. Oh, and I, I want to preface this on saying that these aren't guys like, oh, this is what they're doing now. I look at this as what I could do with these guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like if I, if I would say this right now about Robert Roode in the WWE, people would laugh at me. But Robert Roode is, in my promotion, is going to be booked to the point where if I need him to go into the great eight, I can put him in there and he mm-hmm. um, and, and he'll work in there. And he's just, he's a guy that gives a shit about his career. Um, he's like JTT almost in the fact that Robert Roode now looks and is better than Robert Roode was like when he was in like a, ENA. When he was in AMW and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, Robert Rude looks, carries himself, and acts like a fucking pro wrestler. Yeah. You know? <laughs> there's no there's no if, ands, or buts about it. That guy's a pro wrestler. Yeah. It's like, <clears throat> does that guy work at Target, or is he a wrestler? <laughs> that guy is a, a wrestler. fucking wrestler. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, Robert Rude. Um, anything else on him? Nope. All right, next guy on my list is we're going to get into the great eight is a guy we kind of mentioned earlier. Uh, it's Finn Balor. Can't go wrong with that. It's a fantastic pick. Um, he is 
He's another big miss for WWE in that he's never been used to his full potential. Because he he is, except Hunter. Hunter always uses him to his full potential. I look at him and Sheamus as like the top two Hunter guys. Him, Sheamus, and Tommaso. They're like the Hunter guys. Um, Triple H sees that in Finn Balor and knows what he is capable of and has always used him properly. But on the main roster, not so much. Um, He is always going to give you a good match. He's a fantastic promo. And not only is he a fantastic promo, but for and if any of you are listening in Ireland, it's like, that's just the way we talk around here. He's a fantastic promo, and he has the coolest Irish accent. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. Like, his promos, you're like, ah, he sounds so fucking cool. And then you can, you can utilize the demon from time to time. Yeah. And that's when he goes to go. That's when he turns face. But mm-hmm. as heel... Finn Balor, he's another guy that I'm gonna let. I'm gonna buy his music. He can come up to best around and just be like the arrogant, smarmy, shitty heel. But when he gets in the ring, he backs it up. Mm-hmm. It's it's it, he's not the same thing, but he's Shawn Michaels in my on my show. Okay, yeah. he's heel Shawn Michaels. Just a little shit. But you can't deny the fact that this guy's probably the best person on our entire fucking roster. Um, so anything else on Mr. Balor? No, I said what I need to say. Okay. All right, next guy is, and like I said, I probably wouldn't even be able to call these guys half of this shit, but that's that's, <laughs> that's Aaron Stevens' problem. Um, <laughs> next guy on my list is Seth Rollins. A very good pick. Um, other than other than the Monday Night Messiah era, I've never had a problem with Seth on the mic and as a character. And then at all times, he's always been fantastic in the ring. Yeah. Um, Aaron knows I was a fan of Tyler Black back in Ring of Honor. Man, I want this guy in WWE. But... I think, excuse me, sorry. Ugh. Not bored with the show, guys. Just a little tired. <laughs> Had to work today. But uh, um, he's a guy, though, that I enjoy far more as a, as a villain than I do a baby face. Mm-hmm. Sometimes baby face Seth can get kind of boring. Yeah. So <clears throat> he's, he's the bad guy on my show and, and, um, he's just somebody you, that, that, like, like what, you said, he's never gonna have a bad match on you. And if I need to turn him face, I can turn him face. It ain't gonna be very long. It'll just be till somebody gets back from an injury or something, and then he's probably gonna kick the shit out of the guy that comes back. Yeah. <laughs> but everybody be like, "Oh yay, woo!" Moxley's back, and then like Seth Rollins beats him up, and be like, "Oh man." <laughs> Like a Seth Rollins? Yeah. <laughs> Fucked up our moment. You know, that type of thing. Yeah. 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 So anything else on Seth? Nope. I agree. All right. Next guy is Nick Aldis. No, you're not gonna get any <laughs> you know, you're not gonna get any argument yeah, here. I was gonna say try to try to try to try to 
shoot a hole in that one. Ain't going to happen. <laughs> one of the best in the business. I've said it for years. Um, his run as NWA champion, he proved that he can be a top heel, top world champion, and carry it with a grace that a pro wrestler should. Um, he is he is a guy that is a world champion in the I'm just not even going to say that I'm not comparing him to them. He is a guy in the modern era that can be a world champion in the era of a Ric Flair, a Terry Funk, or a Jack Briscoe. Yeah. He just, he, I, I, I kind of like what I said about Robert Roode. That guy is a pro fucking wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> and how I said that, um, how I told you, I think Cesaro is the best wrestler on the planet. Just because somebody, just because you say somebody is the best wrestler doesn't mean they're your favorite wrestler. Right. Okay. Because there, there was a point where it could be said that Sean Waltman might have been one of the best, if not one of the best wrestlers on the planet, but he hasn't always been my favorite wrestler. Correct. Mm-hmm. Cesaro is, in my opinion, the best wrestler in the world, or at least in my world. There could be some dude in Japan that I have no idea who the fuck he is. <laughs> He's like the greatest thing, or some guy in Germany or something. But Nick Aldis right now is my favorite professional wrestler. My and I will, favorite. And I will say um, again, I can't, I can't argue with him being on your roster because if you want a winning team, he's got to be a part of it. Yes. And unless you got anything else on Mister Aldis, no, sir. I'll, I'll elaborate on Mister Aldis more when I do my roster. How's that? Okay. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Great minds think alike. And I'm sure this guy's probably on your roster too. And this guy is a guy that might not be on every week. And he might not always have an angle going on. But when he shows up, you know, the shit's on. And it's Randy Orton. He's, um... Goddamn. Randy Orton, how do you argue with that? (laughs) You know, like, he is, he's consistent. His psychology's perfect. He's perfect. Randy Orton's perfect. The only thing Randy Orton sometimes... Randy Orton, a lot of times, any time in his career where I have not been digging on Randy has always been the booking of Randy. It's never been Randy himself. Yeah. They've put him in some boring shit, but he's never the reason that it's boring, if that makes sense. Makes sense. And he's like, I don't want to say like, how is thinking this guy, how this guy, how Randy should be used. I would say Randy should be used if I'm going to give my booker some instructions. I would phrase it like this. I would say I want Randy Orton to be used as a more regular version of Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. An like, attraction. Well, yeah, but we're not, we're not only going to bring him around twice a year. I mean, he's going to be around, but right. when he comes out or he, when he's involved in something, it means something. Yes, yes. It has an impact. Yes. And um, you can even say, like, say he doesn't always have a feud going. Maybe once, if he hasn't been on for a while, you can just be like, ladies and gentlemen, let's just in 
Randy Orton's wrestling next week. He's gonna fight this guy. And people are like, <laughs> Yay! <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. And and he might have the belt maybe once a year for a couple months, but yeah. He's also another guy, like you said about Seth Rollins, with his character and his psychology and his move set and everything. That he's a guy that okay, you said Seth Rollins, say Dean Am- Dean Ambrose comes back or John Moxley comes back and then. Seth Rollins comes out to foil his return, and then that's a feud. Randy is a guy on the opposite spectrum where, say, John Moxley needs three months off. Randy Orton, with his attitude, his psychology, his moveset, is the guy that puts Moxley out. Yeah. And then Moxley comes back for the revenge feud. Yeah. And then we can be like, Randy, why'd you do that? And he'd be like, I don't know, I just felt like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't like the look on his face. Yeah. Like it's a totally different thing, but it's one of my favorite lines ever. Is when uh, in AWA they ask Larry Zbysko, "Be like, did you help Kurt Hennig win the AWA title? Did you take that money? Did you do it for the money?" And Zbysko's just like, "Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why else would I do <laughs> it? <laughs> a lot of money. <laughs> That's a dude, man. I didn't like it when I was a kid, but." Order I got. I'm like, same, awesome, same. Dude is same. fucking awesome. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. He's fucking great. Just my opinion. The moment I realized, the moment I realized, the moment I re, yeah, the moment I realized I liked Larry Zabisco was his deals with Raven in in TNA. Yeah. So then I started going back, and I was like, all right, okay, I liked Larry more than I thought I liked Larry. <laughs> Dude's awesome. Um, so that is. But I mean, he learned from Bruno and Vern. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's that's my uh, my singles roster there. My twenty All guys. Right. I think it's pretty good. And, and oh, go ahead. So now we're going into your tag team roster here. Yes. There's only five teams, so. Shouldn't take too long, um, and, and I think oh, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna I think I have at least two in my mind that I know you're gonna pick, and I'll let I'll let you know when you say them. All right, two of them are teams that aren't even teams right now; they're just four guys that I wanted. But that's modern wrestling, anyway. <laughs> didn't, didn't quite make my top ten on either side, so. I put them together, um, and I'll even open with one of those teams, mm-hmm. and it's Sami Zayn teaming with Dominic Dijakovic. He's That's interesting. Team. He's not team. Interesting. <laughs> That's interesting, but I like it. Like they're there's like the big man that's impressive, and the small man with a big mouth. Yeah, they're my. And I'm not. People. Yeah, I'm not calling Sami Zayn a sm- You know what I mean. In pro wrestling, you know. Sami Zayn is like William Regal. He makes himself smaller. Like, he's mm-hmm. smart enough to make himself smaller. He puts on the jacket and the hat and the big beard and all that stuff. So he looks like a smaller. Like, Regal used to say he did that shit all the time. When he was bigger than the guy he was working with or whatever, if they were going to be on a promo together, he'd scrouch down a little bit. And, mm-hmm. and like, Sami Zayn... Thinking thinking about the training and NXT and everything, that's probably something William Regal taught Sami Zayn. 
Yeah, and Sami Zayn's not afraid to be goofy or smacked around or whatever. And like I said, when that shit happens and you got Dominic, he can come out there and he's his big heater. And mm-hmm. eventually, if I want to move Dominic into the, like the heel side, Sammy can be his manager. Shit right. like that. So mm-hmm. I, I, think that, I think they're a good... I think they would be a good team. And you get a lot out of it, I think. And you, you go... Because uh, you and I both would have... In, in modern wrestling, we would have um, old school patience. Because in modern wrestling, this, this storyline would play out in six months. But in old school patience, you'd, you'd do two years. Because two years from now, they break up. And now you got Dominic as a fucking big ass, badass baby face. Yeah. Against his formerly shit heel <laughs> friend Sami Zayn, who somehow screwed him over, yeah, you know, or whatever, yeah. So I think they, I think they would be a fun tag team, like yeah. when Lou Albano, like when Lou Albano took Jimmy Snuka's money, and Buddy Rogers was like, "Now wait a fucking minute, yeah. <laughs> piece of shit! I've done a lot of shit, but I ever took nobody's money." <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like that. That's a good team. All right. Uh, the next team on my list is Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish. I like it. I I, I probably would have went with Fish and O'Reilly, but um, any combination is good. Yeah, and and I know people oh, Fish and O'Reilly, but I actually like I like Roderick Strong better than. Kyle O'Reilly, I always have. I've always been a Roderick Strong fan, and I want mm-hmm. Roderick Strong on my roster. I like Bobby Fish, and I think, and I know you probably thought I was going to go O'Reilly um, Fish, maybe. I don't yes. know. No, but, yeah, that was actually, I did. <laughs> I did. I thought that was one of the teams that I thought you were going to go with. So, but I, and like I said, I like O'Reilly, don't get me wrong but I'm a bigger fan of Roderick Strong, and I think, I honestly think they look cooler together. Like, I I think they're a better team, and that's just my opinion. So that's Mm -hmm. the next team on my list, unless you got anything on them. Well, I was just going to say, either combination of those three, you weren't going to go wrong. You know, I wasn't, I was like, oh, what do you mean, Roderick Strong? That wasn't (laughs) what I was trying to do. I I understand. Yeah, my personal preference would have been the other. So, but other than that, no, I had nothing else else on that great pick. All right, uh, the next team is FTR, and that's the other one I knew you were going to pick. Why wouldn't, you, why wouldn't you want these guys? Mm-hmm. Like, and and as a side note, a team that AEW and WWE folks have both misused. Yes. Um, I, there is there is no excuse. Other than their arrogance for the young fucks doing what they did in their feud with FTR. I agree. And and like I said, I just, they're, why you wouldn't want these guys, I don't understand. Why you wouldn't, um, I'm not even saying you got to put the belt on them right away or anything like that. I was going to say, I thought that was going to be your first chance, to be honest with you. You don't know if they aren't yet or not. 
True. But they're not. But anyway, <laughs> um, I think they're more of a, I don't want to say it, not chasing it, but I don't want to put it on them right away. Mm-hmm. I want to get that belt established as a belt. And I don't know. I just, I had a reason for not wanting to do it right away, but they're, the, it's just, they're not a team. I think that needs it right away. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But um, anything else on those guys? They are like Aaron said, guys, anything else on FTR? Just, <laughs> those guys over there. Anything else on those guys? Um, in my, like you said earlier, in my world, maybe there's a tag team in Japan or Ireland or something that's better. In my world, FTR for the past at least five to six years is the best tag team in the world. Um, so yeah, you have no argument there. They're they're the best tag team in the world. That's the end of the story, you know. And like I said, I think both of the major promotions have done them dirty, and. WWE more because of Vince and his. I'm sorry. More. I I I I need to clarify now as we do these shows until he dies. All right. Let me go back. Old Vince <laughs> did them dirty, and AEW really did too. They got the best tag team in the world, and they never won the straps. And they are. Literally, you got the best tag team in the world, and they're a fucking afterthought, and it's stupid. Yeah. But anyway, yes, definitely FDR. All right. So the next team is um, one that was put together because I want these guys on my show. I just didn't know where to put them in the pecking order of my faces and heels. So right now they're going to be a tag team until I feel like breaking them up, and it is LA Knight. And Austin Theory. I think they're good together. I think they would look good together. I I I also think that I I I uh, what I want to say. I nod to your strategy in bringing them as a team, so you could get them on your roster. Because I would break them up very quickly. Not break them up to have like have them have a feud, but bring them as a tag team, and then they would very shortly break off into singles just because I don't look at either one as a tag team wrestler. Yeah. But I definitely think they're good pulls to have on your roster. Fucking LA Knight. And this is a big statement, people. <laughs> I really, honest to God, and, and this is this is back to uh, NWA and everything. That guy has as much charisma as Steve Austin has. Yeah. Absolutely. And he is going to be, if used properly, in one of the two companies, because you never know how WWE is going to treat somebody when they go to the main roster. Um, that guy's going to be a world champion for two decades in this business, like a Randy Orton or a John Cena or Roman Reigns or what have you. He is, he is definitely that caliber of a performer. And Austin Theory has... Potential, and I say that with a capital P. Man. Like he hasn't even he has that dude. You watch him in the ring, and you you watch his psychology and everything. He doesn't even know how good he is yet. And that's you why know? I think they'd be a great tag team. I just think yeah. they would be. Uh, and 
they're both like cocky. Yeah, these like these guys would be friends. I think be friends, and and part of it would be because. They're they're each other's only friend because everybody else is just like this yeah, cocky well, piece of shit. I was about to say, and this is not to offend anybody. This is wrestling people, so gimmicks are gimmicks, and and personalities are personalities. And the point is to piss you off when they're a heel. Literally, these two guys would be like, all right, just for fun tonight, let's see which one can fuck the fat chick. Yeah, does that does that make sense? What I'm saying, and I'm not being trying to be offensive. I'm just saying that the douchebagginess, you know, of their of their. And that's how we get the cameo with Vicky Guerrero. But yeah, I mean that's 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 essentially you're right. They're like the same, the same animal, you know. Yeah. And I just like. Thinking of them like pulling up to the arena in their car, just being assholes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I think. I think honestly, I know you said break them up quick. I think the team has legs and can go for a while, which <laughs> is why I'm putting my belts on them. For Call while, the deep, huh? Call them the DBs. Don't ever say douchebag either. Yeah, just call them the DBs. <laughs> But what's this stands for? It stands for double banger, bro. And like they think it stands for different <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why do these guys both smell da- like de Noir all the time? <laughs> Jesus. And these next guys would be some guys who would be nipping at their heels, and they'd tell you that DB stands for dick butt. <laughs> and that is Mark and Jay, the Briscoe brothers. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> on the fucking farm, baby. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just like, think of the gimmick that I just built, the the tag gimmick I just built for L.A. Knight and Austin Theory, and imagine them feuding with the Briscoe brothers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. And, and like, the first time they have any interaction, like L.A. Knight and Austin Theory are just assholes. To everybody all throughout the roster, okay? Punking out people and doing this and doing that. And the first time Austin Theory like pops off something to like one of the Briscoes, they just knock him on his ass. Drake <laughs> <laughs> is just like would just run. You know what I mean? Like just get yeah. out of like, oh shit. Like not even help his buddy. You, know? you can even you can you can you can even be like like Mark and Jay Briscoe are like fat girl. That's my sister, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> you know something to that effect. You know, yeah. And that's, or, yeah. And it would Good be- old fashioned old school wrestling heat. And you got to bring Papa Briscoe in at some point. Yeah. And and people would want to see the Briscoes kick the shit out of these guys. You know what I mean? Are the are the Briscoes? This is a this is a big question. This is a big fucking question. And I'm not saying that Ring of Honor hasn't been amazing at times. And I haven't been. Ring of Honor is a weird promotion because it's literally the promotion that I have loved and hated at times through its entire existence. But are the Briscoes. Are the the Briscoes the best tag team to quote unquote never 
be in the big leagues. Possible. You know, like somewhere, somewhere, sometime, God damn, talk about loyalty to a promotion. Somewhere down the line, WWE, TNA, AEW, et cetera, et cetera, all these promotions that have come, New Japan, these promotions that have come and gone or are still around, those two guys might be in the history of the business, <laughs> the best tag team to never be on the big, the large. And I'm not shitting on it, ROH, folks. Don't get me wrong. But you know what I mean. Yeah. And nobody ever snagged them. And, and and I think that's mostly them. I think they're very loyal to, to ROH. I, probably. And I, I know they actually do work on that farm and do all that shit. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so they don't have to work a full-time schedule. I know they've said some shit in the past that the WWE doesn't want. Right. <laughs> and honestly, I don't think Tony Khan's stupid, so he's probably like, eh. you know, Maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. But I think it's a collection of the fact that they've said shit before in the past that might not be the greatest thing in the world and that they want to stay close to home. But this mm-hmm. is this is my alternate reality. So in my world... They, they signed the big say, money deal. Yeah, and they didn't say that stuff. <laughs> so that is my roster. And I like it. It's a good modern roster. Yes. All right. So I give Aaron's roster a big thumbs up. I'll do, I'll do mine next week. And uh, we will continue on with Dream Roster episodes at least until we get to uh, October the 2nd and our appearance at Heroes and Legends Wrestling. But, Aaron, anything else you want to say as we close up this week? Nope, just thanks for listening. Um, if you're in the Fort Wayne area and you go to that show, stop by and say hey. Absolutely. Um, and just keep on listening to all the shows, all the new people that are coming in, all that good stuff. And we are... Between We Can't Wrestle podcast and Reliving the Extreme and WrestleNet Radio, like Aaron always says, we're the best-kept secret in the podcast wrestling podcast industry. And uh, I think growth is coming, uh, especially with the exposure going to this convention. I think things are going to be big. So if you're a listener and you're a loyal listener, because there are some of you, and I do see how many downloads we have and stuff, and we aren't, Aaron says, best-kept secret. We aren't necessarily a secret. We do pretty well. He he always says our seven listeners. But um, if you are listening and, and, and you're going to be in Fort Wayne, come see us. I'll put you on the fucking show, guys. <laughs> I'm, not, um, I'm not Brian Last or Conrad Thompson. It's going to be like, well, <laughs> I mean... What? Let me tell you. <laughs> Roll Tide. Roll Tide with your dick pills. <laughs> and I'm not going to be like, well, I mean, I am the host of Jim Cornette's podcasts. No, that's not how we're doing. That's not how we do shit here. This is a podcast for the people. Yeah. But anyway, come see us in Fort Wayne, October the 2nd. Other than that, if you can't, keep listening, keep supporting everything we're doing here at the We Can't Wrestle Podcast family, and we will see you next week, everybody, as I will present my 
modern wrestling roster. We'll see you next week, everybody. Have a great week, and thanks for listening once again to the We Can't Wrestle podcast. The We Can't Wrestle podcast is a production of Maxin' Out Media, all rights reserved.